Welcome to the Online Success Journey Podcast, your opportunity to discover and learn from entrepreneurs like yourself. This is not your typical podcast, but a place where you can get the real story and find out how real people encounter speed bumps and detours, but journey through to find success. Now here's your host for the Online Success Journey Podcast, Patience. Hello everyone and welcome to Online Success Journey. This is episode 260. Today we have Diamond Porosalandis, a self-made millionaire at 20 years old. He created the world's largest consulting firm for Amazon sellers known as SPX Mark, which served over 10,000 clients from 116 countries, ranging from new startups to multimillionaire Dora e-commerce brands. Hello, Damon. Hello, Patience. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, thank you for coming. I know the clan is anxious to hear your story, so let's get started with the basics. Can you tell my client a bit about your background, about what you did before you started your own online business? Yeah, of course. So basically, I was a 19-year-old university student. My financial situation wasn't very well. I had to do very odd jobs to survive, like waiting tables in Greek taverns in the summers. I contemplated working as a lifeguard, bartender, flyer distribution on the streets for one euro per hour and other things along those lines. So the, the money that I was making from that was barely enough to survive. I even had to sleep on a mattress I picked up from the trash for a while before moving into my university's dorm rooms, which um, for those who don't know, the university dorm rooms in Greece are in no way, shape or form anything close to what people have in other countries like America or the United Kingdom. It's basically one class above a jail cell with the only difference that you don't have the bars, you're not locked inside. But overall, it's it was a very bad. Uh, I had a very bad financial situation back then when I was 19 years old, and I had to take my life in my hands. And the only solution for me was to start some kind of business where I could directly control my income and my earnings. I could not wait five years to finish university and then find a job and then maybe make a good living. So that's how it all started. Wow. What a background. Okay. What is the most dangerous belief an entrepreneur can have? The most dangerous belief an entrepreneur can have is expecting uh, that they will get rich quick from entrepreneurship. Many fall into that trap because they see entrepreneurship as a shiny thing. They get attracted to all the bling that surrounds it, the fast cars, the lifestyle, the freedom, but they do not see that that's the surface. That's only the tip of the iceberg and they do not see what's underneath the iceberg, which is hours, untold hours upon hours and days and months of hard work. So many believe that, uh, mistakenly believe that entrepreneurship is something easy and quick and something that's for everyone, although that's not quite the case. Wow. How long did it take you to take it, to pay yourself a salary from your business? Uh, how long did it take me to do what in business? To have to pay yourself a salary. 
All right. So for the first four months, I didn't make a single dollar. And I just kept working, not knowing what was going wrong. And then after about five months, I started making my first money from my business as a freelancer. In the beginning, I didn't have any employees. It was just myself. So my first month, I made just a little under uh, $1,500. And from then on, within the next two months, I scaled it to about 5K a month. Wow. Okay. Right. Now you are a millionaire. You are young. You have been in invest, investing. Pro, you are investing in the properties. You are doing other businesses. But why do you do what you do? That's a very good question. So the thing with um, with deprivation, when you, when you are poor and you have a lot of things taken from you because you don't have the financial ability to do the things you actually like, you are forced to do things you barely tolerate in order to make ends meet. And therefore, some things that you want to do, the dreams that you have, the desires that you keep repressed inside your heart, all those things, you just put them on a back burner and then you forget about them. So for me, the reason I keep pushing hard in business and the reason financial freedom is important for me is because it allows me to choose exactly how I spend my time every single day that I wake up. And because I do not have anybody to report to, I do not have a boss, I do not have somebody to order me around. I'm not saying that's bad, but for me, it's important to have that kind of freedom and to be able to choose exactly what I want to do. Just because I, I spent so much time in the past doing things I didn't want to do because other people told me I should do them. So I just don't want to lose that privilege. Wow. Let's put the man aside. How do you know you are successful? How do I know I'm successful? Yes. I do not believe there is a single point in uh, somebody's life where you can say, I'm here, I've made it. No matter how much you've done, uh, there is always a higher mountain to climb. So it depends on what standards you compare someone's success to somebody else's if you just measure it on financial terms yeah maybe i'm more successful than uh, a big amount of people but in general there are people far richer than me so compared to them um surely a drop in the ocean so it all it all depends on what lens you use to make that comparison but for me success is not something that you achieve it once and then it's done. It's you have success for me is to be constantly evolving and progressing and achieving even harder goals as you move on with your life. Wow. Can anyone be an entrepreneur or are some people more cut out for it than others? Mm, that's a very good question. And I believe that Anybody could become an entrepreneur if they cultivated it, if they nurtured the skills necessary to make it in business. But the sad reality is that the way the world is structured and our societies uh, operate, they don't favor entrepreneurship. They don't favor going outside of them, breaking outside of the mold and doing something that's unconventional. 
if everybody did that, the reality is that the whole system would collapse. So uh, I, I personally believe it's possible for everybody to become an entrepreneur, but in practical terms, it's also not possible for everyone, if you know what I mean. Wow. Okay. What have you learned from business as a whole? Hmm. What I've learned from business. Um, could you maybe make that question a little bit more specific? Is like, are you are you looking for a life lesson? Are you looking for a business lesson? Or both. Both. <laughs> yes. Both. All right. I think that the biggest thing I've learned from going into business for myself is that every time you encounter a difficult situation, every time you meet a, a problem, an obstacle along your way, uh, it's only something that's going to help you get to the next level. So when I was younger, uh, when I was 15, 16 years old, I used to play a lot of hours of video games. Lots of wasted hours doing that. But the only thing I realized back then, and my experience in business confirms it, is that if you want your video game character or yourself in real life to become better and elevate yourself to a more favorable position, you have to combat the enemy you have in front of you. In the video game, it could be a monster or something. In real life, it could be a problem you're facing. And as soon as you can beat that, obstacle as you can as soon as you can beat that enemy that's when you transcend and you go to the next level and then you enjoy more power more wealth a better life wow but surely uh well now as you said you have learned a lot so tell us about the secrets of creating a profitable business oh there are a business i believe has many pinnacles many things that you have to set into motion in order to make it successful it's like having a machine it has a lot of components but if i were to pick just one component that makes a business going that makes the machine run smoothly and properly that would be the business's customer service it's no matter the industry no matter what type of business you have it doesn't matter if it's online if, if it's a brick and mortar store it doesn't matter if it's a physical products business, a service business, it doesn't matter. Your customer service is an integral part of your business and it, it will indefinitely make or break its success. I mean, everybody has had the experience of just um, calling the call center of a company uh, because you want to help with something, maybe with your internet connection, maybe with your mobile phone and then you you cannot reach a human you know you you're speaking to a robot or you send an email and then it takes forever to get a response to it and that just does not encourage a customer to speak positively about the business and then there is no word of mouth marketing and then from there on it just the business goes downhill after a while wow what is one thing no one knows about you one thing nobody knows about me. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that because I've been quite public with uh, a lot of things I've done. Uh, uh, probably it, this has nothing to do with business, but when I was younger, I mean, I used to play violin. So I guess that's something 
I've never shared before. Okay. What grounds you? What? What grounds you? What grounds me? Mm, the fact that I've come from nothing, but I've seen both sides of the coin. Uh, that's what grounds me. I know how easy it is to rest on your laurels and feel comfortable with what you have. And for that reason, I believe in the mentality of waking up every day, feeling like you're broke so that your past successes don't matter and you just move on, move forward to achieving new goals. What do you think about this pandemic and the uh, people who want to start a business right now? What advice would you give them? Uh, the coronavirus pandemic has been a huge hit on the economy, on pretty much every aspect of it, in every single country. But that has mostly affected brick, brick and mortar businesses, physical locations, clothing stores, clubs, uh, restaurants, and those kinds of businesses, the tourism industry, airlines. But if you are online, I mean, you should have only seen growth in your business. I mean, e-commerce is on the rise. It will keep rising. Um, the pandemic, the only thing has, it has done is amplify the power of uh, the internet business. Wow. So for you, you are not affected and the, your clients are all okay. But people are getting uh, anxiety. Like, oh, now their nine to five jobs are closed and the, how are they going to move to online space? They are really anxious. So what would you want to say to them? Well, I believe that you should be, you should take precautions before uh, madness ensues, before bad things happen. You have to anticipate difficult situations. And ideally, you should have already made the leap online before the pandemic happened. Now, if somebody didn't, hadn't done that preparation, of course, it's much harder to start now uh, from ground zero because it takes some time until you get something going. But it's still not that hard. Um, if you have, I believe the most important thing somebody should do is find a good source of information, somebody to learn from so that the process is easier and faster because if you just jump online trying to start something on your own and you have zero guidance or experience it's just so much harder and it's going to take so much more time for you wow how did you uh start um, the first world first company farm how did that happen so in the beginning i wasn't making any money I've, i had tried a couple ways to start creating income online uh, those were blogging and affiliate marketing but they didn't really work for me so i shifted my focus on to freelancing and i found a platform called fiverr.com where i started selling my services i started from article writing services and then i moved on to copywriting and advertising services uh, in relation to e-commerce and from there on, I started getting my first few clients. Fiverr basically gives you an already established client base. So you don't have to go out of your way to find traffic, to run advertisements, to do any kind of client acquisition. It's just 
served to you on a silver on a silver platter and all you have to do is just present yourself uh in a good way and then be able to deliver on your promise and if you can do that you grow basically purely on word of mouth so it's uh, a quite simplistic and easy business model for anyone to follow and for me it was perfect it was very good for me as a beginner wow where did you learn from copywriting uh, what, uh, could you repeat the question please how did you get you said you you started doing copywriting because yes. i had many people who want to do copywriting they say it is difficult uh did you it have is. a mentor to mentor you to in this copywriting how did you start copywriting is a quite difficult skill because uh it, it often defies a lot of things people are taught in school about how to write so sometimes uh, one of the golden rules of copywriting is to write short sentences because the brain, uh, when it goes through a sales process, it cannot comprehend very long-winded messages and it, it wants very short and to the point um, messages in order to avoid getting getting confused. You have to make it very easy for the customer in the way you present the information. So short sentences will work very well. That means you might have to cut your sentences short in, um, in uh, w without that making actual logical sense in terms of syntax. But in, in copywriting, it makes sense just because it shortens the, it shortens the message. So, in that sense, copywriting is hard because uh, if you've been taught to write a certain way in school, maybe you have to un unlearn that. For me, it wasn't that hard because um, I'm from Greece, so I wasn't taught English as my native language. So it was much easier for me to start learning copywriting in English because I didn't have that, all that, um, all those teachings around writing in the English language that I had to get out of my brain. But the way I learned copywriting was just basically by studying the books that the greatest copywriters are alive or dead had written. So I studied Gary Halbert, David Ogilvy, uh, Charles Schwab, and many, others, many other copywriters. And I basically learned from the knowledge they left behind. And another thing I did was also take some of the best performing ads that have ever been written in print press, magazines, or on the web. And I'll just take those and copy them by handwriting on a piece of paper just to instill the writing style on my mind. Wow. In your businesses, do you have a mentor or a coach? Yes, absolutely. Uh, in, in business, my two mentors were basically Grant Cardone and Ty Lopez. I've learned most of my business lessons from them. I would say 50% of my business experience comes from them and another 50% comes from basically my own experience and experimentation. Wow. What is the most valuable thing your mentors has told you? Hmm. The most important thing I've learned from Grant Cardone, um, who is basically, he's almost a billionaire right now. He has his own jet. He's a very successful man. When, I'm, when I met him, he basically opened my mind to how poor I was, even though I was making 100K a month at that point. And he basically told me how that's nothing and I have to strive for something even bigger. 
because I was pretty content with the life I was living. I was traveling around the world. I could live a pretty good life. And I thought I had already achieved success, but Grant basically made me feel like I had done, like I had not done nothing with my life and helped me strive for more. What is the most valuable thing you have ever given away? Mm, you mean like in terms of information or money or, or what exactly? Something you give away and you're like, oh, that really touches me. So it's up to you what you have given someone or your students or someone you have met who wanted the information about business. And you think, oh, yeah, that was valuable. I believe the most valuable thing you can give somebody is your time because time is a finite resource you you don't you cannot get back the time you give to somebody and if you spend some of your personal time to seriously help somebody change their lives that should be uh, really appreciated it's the most valuable gift you can give somebody let's talk about your business conquering the fiber tell us more about it yeah, so we started by doing copywriting in general. They would just write copy for anything somebody would want to sell. And then I noticed a pattern that a lot of my clients wanted copywriting specifically for their Amazon listings. So from there on, I stopped doing, uh, I stopped putting my focus on general copywriting and specialized exclusively on copywriting for Amazon listings. And that's what uh, that was what skyrocketed the growth of my business because um, in any kind of business, the more specialized you get, uh, as, as long as what you do is in demand by the market, the more money you can make. So by shifting uh, our focus from just being general copywriters to being copywriters who are specialized on Amazon, that made a huge, huge, huge difference. And that's how we scaled to over 10,000 clients all over the world. Wow. Uh, how did you start hiring? In the beginning, I started hiring out of necessity because uh, I worked on my own and I had so many clients. I felt like I was burning out. I was overworked. I worked at least 14 hours a day and I, I barely had enough time to just go to the gym, eat, maybe go for a short walk, and then it was just sleep, wake up, repeat. And I did that for a couple of months and then I was burnt out. So I had to start hiring people in order to free up some time for myself to be able to scale the business and also just have some peace of mind because what's good with making money if you're if you don't have time to enjoy it. So that's how I started hiring. And from then on, I systemized the process and I introduced uh, criteria for employees. There was a training process everybody had to go through. There was a trial period. There were, there were specific videos and tasks. New uh, hirees had to compete, complete in order to get accepted in the company. And how can we find your product and how can we connect with you? You can connect with me on all social media at Damien Prosa on Twitter, YouTube and Instagram. And all my products are on gumroad.com 
uh, forward slash Damien Prosa. Wow, thank you for sharing. So, Klan, there will be more from Damien in a moment. If you are listening on one of the many podcasting platforms rather than my website and you are encouraged by Diamonds, Janet, go to onlinesuccessjourney.com for a bonus portion of the interview. The Online Success Journey is a wonderful membership community built for people searching for the path to success. We are one big clan and you can be part of this community for free. Once you have joined the clan, click on part of Damon's journey or over 200 plus other journeys that are available and learn how you can find the right path for your own online success journey. That's a wrap clan. Remember, success is a journey. Patience and Damon. This is not the end of the journey. We hope you've enjoyed listening to part one and want to be sure you know there is a second part to this and every journey podcast at onlinesuccessjourney.com filled with even more success tips, uplifting stories, and even a bit of fun. There are dozens of episodes only available to the members of the Online Success Journey clan. Check out the website and click on Join the Clan for more information. Patience would like to thank you for listening to this podcast and she has a free audio gift for you at her website. Go to onlinesuccessjourney.com for instant access to this gift. Of course, you know that listening to the journeys of others helps each of us chart our own path. So make sure you're subscribed to be notified as each new interview is posted. There are so many ways to stay connected to the online success journey and to listen in. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we appreciate your help in telling others. One of the best ways to share the benefit you get is to rate and review it at Stitcher and other sites by clicking the stars or completing the ratings form. By clicking the thumbs up and leaving a comment on YouTube or liking and sharing the podcast on social media. To review the podcast within iTunes, simply open iTunes to the podcast, click on Ratings and Reviews, then write a review. On behalf of Patience and until next time, thanks once more for listening. It is our hope that this podcast will guide you on your own online success journey.